0: Welcome back to the Hoedown Showdown. I'm your host Tom Quiet, and that was Cowboys and Whiskey by our next featured guest, Crystal King. How's it going today?
1: Doing great. How are you?
0: Doing really well. I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you. You know, it, we you came to be through a recommendation, and I was like, "Yes, let's do it, absolutely, immediately." And then it didn't happen yeah. immediately, and I was like, "We're still gonna get this." So
1: yeah. perfect. Thanks but, for having me. Absolutely. I have to say that your I love your radio name. Oh. Um, I did a a radio show in college mm-hmm. in Boone, North Carolina, and I called it the Boontown Hoedown. Nice. So,
0: <laughs> actually, it's quite funny. So, I don't know how my dad knows about Miley Cyrus because my dad's almost seventy years old. So he comes to me when I make the initial announcement for the Hoedown Showdown. He's like you Know that's a Miley Cyrus song, right? And I'm like, No, it's not. And he's like, Yeah, it is. I heard it on um, he was babysitting his girlfriend's grandkids, like it's because my mom passed away a couple years ago, so he's dating somebody new and he was helping her babysit. Um, and they were watching Hannah Montana and her, she was performing that song, Ho Down Throw Down. And I'm like, Dad, two different things. He's like, You sure? And I'm like, Yeah, Dad, I, I. Search.
1: I haven't heard that song i'm gonna have to go look at it now
0: yeah it, it was like when she did the hannah montana thing yeah so anyways um but really excited to have you on uh for anybody that's just kind of meeting you for the first time uh what got you into music what's kind of your uh our comic book origin story if you will
1: yeah so i always just tell the story of um I was like three years old and my mom was scanning the radio station, taking me to preschool. And I, I heard something and I think it was Alan Jackson. And I was like, wait, stop, this is it. And I listened to it. And she said, after that, like, that was all I wanted to listen to was country music. Um, and that's just kind of where it all, where it all started.
0: <laughs> At least it wasn't just Alan Jackson. Cause I would get a little annoying after a while. It's like all you listen to for your entire life is Alan Jackson. Yeah
1: not just Alan Jackson but I do love Alan Jackson I, I still listen to a fair amount
0: yeah because I had a couple of friends that were like that they don't like they said they loved like country music or hard rock music or whatever it was but they only knew one band and it Water, was like <laughs> yeah
1: and it's and that's like, the only people they listen to
0: yeah it's like guys they, there's other bands out there that make similar music like come on guys let's let, let's broaden our right, horizons yeah for sure um and so at that moment, that was when you fell in love with country music or did you, that's when you knew you wanted to be a musician?
1: I think that's whenever I fell in love with country music, but mm-hmm. of course, you know, my my two, three-year-old brain's a little foggy, right. um, but yeah. I, I just remember my mom had like a, a toy guitar, it had like two or three strings on it, and I would always like jump on the bed and sing and just always said I wanted to be a country singer. Like that's mm-hmm. the only thing I can ever remember wanting to be.
0: Mm-hmm. And so- after that moment, that's when the fire was ignited. When did you start like exploring music and just kind of figuring out who you wanted to be as a musician? Was that, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I um, I started taking guitar lessons, um, Bopped around to a few different guitar teachers, but I had one really good guitar teacher who kind of started me writing songs and got me my first couple coffee shop gigs. Um, and sort of started started digging in there. Um, I took a little detour, I went to college and I, I studied music therapy. Um, so still in the music realm, mm. but not um, doing my own writing. Yeah. So I, I dabbled in writing and still played in college, um, but I guess in my head, my rational mind was like, oh, I need to get like a job that pays. And so, so I did that work for like a year and I, I realized quickly that I still just really wanted to move to Nashville. So um, my husband, or my, he was my fiance at the time, we decided to to just take the leap and and move here. And so I'd say, mm-hmm. like after the first year, um, we really just dove in and um, started releasing music, started just kind of figuring it all out. Um, but I was I was telling you before, I'm about to release a song off of my album I've been working on. And I think this is really like the first album. I'm like, okay, this is who I am as an artist. This is my sound. Um, and I think it's been kind of like a slow development. You have to just write a lot, play a lot, collaborate with different people yeah. and then you eventually kind of hone in on what's your, what's your sound.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's a, uh, you, so you said that this upcoming release at the end of the month is kind of who you want to be as a musician. What was the, what was the transformation like getting from point A in 2019 when you first started releasing music up to now, were you, who were you listening to then at that time in 2019?
1: Oh gosh. When I first moved to town, you know, I think it's, it's still a lot of the same people, but mm-hmm. just added in a, added in a few. Mm-hmm. Um so at that point I really loved Eric Church, um, Chris Stapleton, Miranda Lambert, Um, and then of course, like my my old favorites like Leon Womack and Alan Jackson and Mm -hmm. um yeah, so the chicks, you know, those were some of my my earlier influences. Um, but yeah, when I first started releasing music, I was I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how the process worked. And um, I worked with a guy named Mike Loudermilk and Mm he used to play guitar for Crystal Gale. Um so he produced my first, actually my most of the first singles that I've released. Um, and he's he's fantastic. Um, but then with this album, I kind of took a new route. He still plays on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of, I didn't really hire a producer. We kind of just all got together and started throwing in parts. And I was like, yes, no, yes, no. Oh, maybe something's missing. And we, we kind of just figured it out as we went, but it it kind of, I think, opened doors to, to a unique sound because Mm -hmm. you, when you hire a producer, like, you know, they, they do try to make the music your sound but it, mm. it also is you know it their their vibe leaks into that mm. um so this one was kind of cool because nobody was really in charge we were mm-hmm. all just kind of <laughs> throwing paint at the wall and hoping something stuck and mm-hmm. you know it but it, it turned out really cool
0: That that's a really cool way to kind of explore who you are as a musician and figure out what you want to be because that's that's when you kind of develop your most authentic sound when you're, when you go into a situation and not saying no one knew what they were doing, but yeah, I
1: mean, most of them were professionals, but
0: yeah. But when you go in with like no set structure or guidelines and it's like, Hey, I have this idea for a lyric about drink or Cowboys and whiskey, you know, like whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. somebody's like, oh, I've got a riff over here, you know, and then that's just kind of like when the creative process starts to flow and you're not worried about, oh, but I'm country Western. We need to hit these certain notes and, you know, key points and whatever you, you just kind of went in with the plan of making music and whatever comes out of it comes out of it.
1: Right. And it was cool, too, because, um, you know, I still had some songs that really fit fit in that that honky tonk vibe that I had before. Um, but I also had some others that kind of blended in more of the Stapleton, like the blues rock country of element or the the Leon Womack with the soft, like folkier sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they all sounded true to me, but I, I found kind of a way to blend those a little bit more and still have you know, all those different sides of my music and in, in one project.
0: Mm-hmm. And so this music that we're uh, highlighting today is off your most recent three song EP honky tonk love songs. Um, how, how is or is there like a big difference between this set of music and what you have coming up? Or what do you think the biggest difference is?
1: Yeah, I think it still keeps the, like, the sassy side, mm-hmm. and I definitely still kept that, Um and it's still, the the single that I'm about to release has a little bit more of, like, a a rockish country to mm-hmm. it, but still very, like, there's slide guitar, so it still has that honky-tonk feel, but not quite um, as old-school feeling, mm-hmm. so it's got, got a little bit more of a modern twist, I think, on it, where I kept the old EP pretty old-school and pretty mm-hmm. traditional, Um but I think the songs are still, the songwriting's very similar as far as storytelling and, and yeah. quirky lyrics.
0: Yeah. And I, I must say, the song that we're going to play when we wrap up the, the this <laughs> interview, You're the Reason I Drink, just that title alone, it's like everybody has that person yes. in their life. You are my the time. reason I... <laughs> <laughs> I would say mine's probably my dad, but <laughs> I can't say that too loudly because yeah but um no it's a it's just one of those things where it's like it the title resonates with people and then you listen to the song and it's like yep it just hits perfectly so um i'm glad that i have found a new song to add to the playlist and just kind of like rock out when i'm in the car (laughs) so that
1: one was was never that one was honestly meant to be a joke. um it was kind of a joke between me and my husband and yeah. I, I I wrote the song he even like would text me some lyrics and you know we we were having fun with it and I, I played it out at like a festival one time like just because my family was there and I was like oh that'll you'll get a kick out of this yeah. um and suddenly it just became requested all the time right and so I was like well I guess I guess I gotta release it, Crowd yeah. demand.
0: it it's one of those things where it's like It's a song that you don't think is going to go anywhere. You just kind of, (laughs) most of the time, musicians will create a song like that, where it's like, it's just stuck in my head. I need to create it to get it out of my head. And then you play it one day and it's like, oh, people want to hear this. Right. So. Right,
1: It is, it is funny. There, there are some songs that you know instantly are going to be a hit and like, yeah. you know, people are going to love them. But there are some songs that kind of like sneak up on you like that yep. one I thought people would think was cheesy and dumb. Yep. And they loved it. And then like, you know, I even remember there's a, a song I wrote about my grandpa and played at the listening room. And it was just really folksy and artsy. And I just was like, Oh, it's not mainstream people it's kind of weirdly written. They're not going to like it. And that was also like a crowd favorite. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just funny because sometimes some songs sneak up on you and surprise you.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, uh, so moving forward to the upcoming single release, is this a song that people have heard before? Or is this a hundred percent brand new song never been played out before?
1: Um, No, it's been, it's been played out a few times. <laughs> um, I, I tend to, record way later than i write so most of the stuff has been been tested out live Mm -hmm. um but this one i wrote with my friend taylor hughes um probably three years ago Mm -hmm. um it's been a little bit but it was um i just kind of thought of that that title um red wine and white lies and i was walking one day just trying to think like okay well i have this hook what could it what could it be about um and it it kind of just turned into the sassy like cheating drinking song like she she is you know realizing all the little white lies that her her significant other has been telling her Mm -hmm. and she's like oh no like I know I know you're lying to me and you just think you're getting away with it but she's just like sitting there getting drunk on a line and you know I think ultimately she probably leaves him but we we didn't we kind of just left that up for interpretation but it's it's just a very sassy fun song Yeah. Um, And it was another one that kind of snuck up on us, you know, whenever we, whenever I recorded it, I didn't plan for it to be a single, but we, it was funny, like when you found the right guitar part, something just like clicked and suddenly I was like, no, that one, that one's a banger. Like it needs, it's fun. We need to release that one.
0: Yeah. So kind of expanding off of that. What was it about this song that was kind of like, Hey, this needs to be the first single off the upcoming EP?
1: Yeah. I just remember I was um, sitting in Key West. Mm, Um, I was staying at a big house in Key West. I don't, I don't remember what week it may have been. um, I think it was the meeting of the minds, the big parrot head meeting. And I was sitting in there and I got the text from my, um, the mixer and saying like, Hey, I have a first mix for you to listen to. Um, and this was like the first time I'd heard it with the new guitar parts and stuff. So we like chased down a speaker and we were staying in this big, like group house. Mm. So a bunch of the people that were like, um, (laughs) staying in the house kind of gathered in the kitchen and we like listened to it for the first time and they got so into it. And I was like, wow, like. That that one guitar part changed the entire song, like it changed okay. the entire feel of the song. So, shout out to Scotty Murray who did that, um, and just kind of brought it to life.
0: Nice, you brought up the parrot heads. Is that are you into that scene? Like, are, are you really into that? Or,
1: I am actually. Okay. Um, it's it, kind of a funny story. Me and Kirsty Krauss, um, who I think you know, yep. um, we started touring together a, a couple years ago, I guess almost. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I always pick on her and I'm like, she broke up with her last musician boyfriend, and she she decided to take a girl on tour and it worked out. So she had kind of started um touring in Florida and mm-hmm. through that got to know some of the parrot heads. Um nice. they have a really nice community. And so right. while a lot of my music isn't trap rock, yeah. um, just really gotten into that that community and that scene.
0: yes It it is a really cool community and you know, just, you don't have to be into the music to be a part of the community. You just got to want to go to the keys and have a good time and you'll run into a parrot head at some point. My, (laughs) yeah. So, um, I brought it up because I had, uh, on the, uh, uh, show last week, this past week. So, um, she
1: had that new truck rock song out uh, with Mark Mulch called tied down. So this is her, we've both been writing, um, some trap rock stuff and we Mm -hmm. play it out at our our, like beachy shows but um this was her first like release of that Mm. style of music so i was really proud of her for that and i think she's trending on some some stations currently
0: yeah Yeah, for sure it's a yeah she's doing really well with the single it was uh it was one of those situations when we sat down because it wasn't directly on her spotify feed and Mm -hmm. i didn't catch it on her instagram and when we before we sat down to record she was like hey uh, you may want to look at this song and Trop Rock isn't wasn't really what I was looking for, but I was like, you know what? Let's slide it in there. It'll it'll work for the uh for a country radio show. Like the song itself worked yeah. for the genre. And I was like, okay, we'll slide it right in there and it'll yeah. be good.
1: Well, she also um I don't know if she played you her her duet before that, Who Am I Gonna Love <laughs> with Thomas Kavanaugh from the UK. I actually was the co-writer with Thomas on that one, so you'll have oh, to nice. check it out.
0: I, was, I did see that I did see that and yeah. yeah
1: that was another duet that was like not on her her main screen but um yeah. that one was a cool one because me and Thomas wrote it and then um him and Kirsty recorded it and it was just this cool thing for us yeah. all three as a friend group um to see that come to life
0: that's really cool yeah for sure it was a when I sat down to listen to it I really enjoyed that song as well oh uh, but before we wrap everything up here, I do want to bring up all the amazing stringed instruments you have sitting right behind you. That is quite the collection you got there.
1: Yeah. So unfortunately I only play the guitar. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we sort of acquired the, um, the fiddle, but I am hoping to start. Cause the, fid- uh, um, I mean the banjo, we acquired yeah. it, but I am wanting to learn the fiddle and the mandolin and they are this, you play them differently, but they are like the same notes. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my next, venture um my husband's mad at me though because he bought me the fiddle and i haven't touched it yet um but yeah so i when we moved into our house into 2020 i was like i want like a i want a wall i want like a a wall to use for live streams um so we made this one there's there's a few more pictures up top oh
0: nice yeah
1: there's like um merle haggard george Strait, (laughs) and a cat with a cowboy hat
0: that's awesome that's the cat just kind of brings the whole room together it, yeah. um are you looking to start like going more into like a bluegrass song because a lot of the instruments you have sitting right there it seems to lend more bluegrass but are you what's kind of your thoughts there
1: so um probably not full on bluegrass mm-hmm. um but I definitely love um songs that have that that rootsy feel mm-hmm. and use bluegrass instruments within like more like country medley- melodies mm-hmm. and yeah. um country vibes. So yeah. I definitely love blended sounds. Yeah. Um so I always stay pretty country and compared to most people who blend sounds I'm still way more country than most of them but yeah. um but I do like to blend like the bluegrass and the, the folk and the, the rock and the blues and kind of bring that into my sound as well.
0: Oh, for sure. It's, you know, just kind of finding that sound that works perfect for you. And I think in the next 10, 15 years, you're going to see genres kind of go away mm-hmm. and it'll be really interesting to see.
1: Oh, it's been crazy just to see how country music has changed and the, the blends that's happened and, some I like, some I don't, but none of them are, are right or wrong. They're just right. all different people's yeah. kind of combination of influences coming together. So
0: yeah, for sure. It's it's uh it's really cool, like just kind of seeing how all the different influences, and I think it has to do with the musicians that are coming in or are uh, have been around for a little bit because they grew up with parents that like mom liked country and jazz, but dad liked hard rock and rap, you know, just like so they grew up in multi, multi-genre multi houses as far as music goes. and Whereas I feel like back in the day, it was like, oh, we listen to country. That's what we listen, you know. So. Right.
1: It was way more clear cut a long time ago, but it's <laughs> it's definitely had... I mean, I even remember listening to Shania Twain growing <laughs> up, and I thought she was country. And my dad was like, that's not country, that's pop. But I just <laughs> remember being like, huh. And then I, you know, as you get older and you start seeing the different phases it's it's kind of cool though
0: yeah for sure for sure um but before we wrap this up uh if anybody wants to check out your music any upcoming shows any of that stuff uh where's the best place to find you
1: so my website's kind of the one-stop shop so it's crystal with a k um like the burgers and king like burger king so crystal king music.com um and you can also find me on you know tiktok facebook instagram and i think most of the handles are are crystal king music but definitely go there and pre-save the single um so it's red wine and white lies and it's coming out august 25th
0: awesome awesome well excited to hear the new single when it drops and uh would love to have you back on anytime you're you yes, feel like that. you and uh we'll be right back after this last song by Crystal King called You're the Reason I Drink